0: You know those moments in life when you meet the right person at the right time in the right season of your life? Well, that was me back in 2011. I had just finished writing my master's thesis for graduate school for Christian counseling, and a friend invited me to a ministry conference, and I heard a man speak by the name of Rob Stoppard. Immediately I knew that he was someone who I wanted to learn from. So much of his heart and his message resonated with what I also felt called to do. And Rob is a life coach. He is a speaker. He is a former pastor. He does business consulting and church consulting. And more than anything, he is an incredibly wise man of God. Who is sensitive to the holy spirit and i have learned so much from rob we've partnered together in many professional collaborations he's been a mentor of mine for years and today you get to hear from him too are you in a season where you're longing for more desiring inner peace hoping for more authenticity in relationships perhaps you're feeling unsettled inside like you know that God is calling you deeper, higher, and further than you've ever gone before. You are ready for change, and it's time for something to shift. But what is it? What's been missing? My name is Amber Todd. I am a Christian counselor, and I believe that you were never meant to live a disconnected, segmented life. You were created for connection, deep, authentic, healing connection, first within yourself, because your mental, physical, and spiritual health is interconnected. This is why I love collaborating with doctors and like-minded holistic practitioners who honor God's design for our whole being to function and operate in harmony. Life Interconnected podcast is an intentional space you can come to every week to receive encouragement, hope, and a fresh perspective on your internal world so that you better understand your thoughts and emotions and how to live a connected life. Join this movement of mindful believers who desire to grow in our faith and cultivate a holistic approach to health and wellness. Subscribe to the podcast today and share it with your friends. Welcome to Life Interconnected. Hi, Rob. Hi, Ember. Welcome to the Life Interconnected podcast.
1: I'm so excited to be here, and I can't wait to have our discussion here tonight, um, and we'll see where we go.
0: Yeah, I know when it, when you and I are chatting, it's always Holy Spirit-led.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. yeah, and I I just want to say up front to honor you that because of you, I really embraced the belief that God put something special inside of me, and mm. it was Many, many years ago, when I first heard you speak, that I was so deeply moved by the wisdom that you carry and how you teach and empower others through the Holy Spirit. So I just first want to say thank you for being one of the key mentors in my life who's helped me to be where I am today.
1: Well, you're welcome. And, you know, it's never just one-sided you know, it's interesting how God can speak through me to you, but you spoke, he spoke through you to me as well. And I've grown a lot since that time and, and you've had a role to play. So (laughs) take a little credit.
0: Oh, well, thank you. And I know, I mean, you have such an incredible story and you've had many different seasons of your life that have led you to where you are today. So I would love just for listeners to hear like, what are the mile markers in your journey with God? and and how do you view, you know, how that's played into where you are now?
1: Yeah, it's quite interesting. We all have an important story, and one of the key things, you know, I grew up being drugged to church by my mother. She really meant well, and she took me to church, and but I didn't like church so much, and so I became a little bit against going to church. But I also did. Get to meet god in the process but i found out that i became pretty religious and so over time i thought there's got to be more to who god is and um sadly in 1996 i was stricken with cancer and it was pretty bad and but i had such a, a beautiful encounter with god where i got healed and that changed my life so i started to know that god was a god of power he was a god of truth a god of provision God of healing, and that put me on a quest to learn what is the spiritual life. You know, what's it all about? Not just going to church and reading your Bible, although there's value in all of it. It's just, you know, are you on a journey to know God? You know, or you on a journey to hope to find him some way, maybe somewhere in the future? And I found you can be on a journey with God every day. And so, what happened to me was. I got into the study of the ministry of inner healing in 1997. This was after I was healed and I started to learn who I am and learned my gifts. And I got free of a lot of lies and different uh, deception that was holding me back. And we launched a ministry called breath of life ministries back in uh, October of 1998. And that was a big change because I was in construction. You know, I built homes for 18 years and, It was funny, in hindsight, as I was looking back, I thought, you know, I wasn't that good of a craftsman, but I was really good at helping people figure out what to do, when to do it, how to do it, and Mm -hmm. uh, keep everything organized and help them envision the future of the project. And so I was using my gifts back then, but I didn't recognize uh, that I had gifts until 97, 98, 99. And so... The journey continued uh, emerging into a greater level of helping people. In 2004, we started Destiny Unlimited International, which became more of a coaching and consulting business. And then... Up, up till today, um, that's what I've been doing, coaching, consulting, ministering, praying with people, and what I call advancing God's kingdom. And mm-hmm. there's so much to that, and I hope we'll get to talk about that tonight. But my story is filled with a lot of surprises, and like everyone's, but I found out that God was involved in the entire story.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Yeah.
0: And I love, too, You know, it's often the work that the Spirit does in our lives first is... Yeah. is- the very thing that he calls us to empower and impart to others. Yeah. And I know that is one of your greatest gifts because I've seen you do that with me individually. I've seen you do that in crowds of people. You just have this acute ability to identify and call out gifts in other people. Mm-hmm. And how how does that fuel and motivate you when you see someone become awakened or alive and how God created them? Yeah.
1: Well, there's a couple of things that happen. Number one, when I'm in that mode of, of teaching and interacting with people, whether one-on-one or a couple or a classroom, um, I get the wonderful experience of being connected with Holy Spirit because he gives me the wisdom, revelation, and truth I need. And every individual is so different and so, when I can call out something that is real to an individual, I know the Holy Spirit helped me to do that. And mm-hmm. of course, I do have a lot of experience, and I can discern things too on my own. Um, but what happens to me? I feel so alive.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
1: I feel like my life has purpose and meaning and value. And and then you know, I love somebody once said that you know you have your best job when you can go use your gifts and you know, you get paid for it. You just, you don't have to go to work anymore. So I I haven't really gone to work for 25 years, but I work every day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I feel very fulfilled and, and very connected with God.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that that was something that really ministered to me when I first started watching you do what you do is just this intimate relationship that you have with Holy Spirit. And how would you describe that? Maybe for someone who, feels like they don't hear God's voice or maybe doubts if they are hearing
1: God's voice. Yeah, well, trust me, I doubted that I could hear God most of my life. And what what I learned was that you don't hear God in your eardrums. I mean, occasionally people do hear the audible voice of God, but most of it is something that's very subtle because it's in your heart. Mm -hmm. And what I was doing was trying to Christianize my brain. And Mm. what I mean by that is when you go to church, you're listening to a message. And so when you intellectualize the scripture, that doesn't do the same thing as getting a revelation from the scripture.
2: Mm.
1: I like what Eugene Peterson said, uh, who wrote the Message Bible. Um, He said, you know, the Bible is the only book in the entire world that when you read it, it reads you. Hmm. And see, the Word of God is alive and active. I mean it truly is. It isn't just words on a paper. And so but I didn't know this until '98, 99, 2000 and I began to realize that God was with me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And what I mean by that is I Holy Spirit is with me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I learned that the Holy Spirit is my counselor, my friend, my guide, the one that leads me into truth, the one who will pray for me when I don't even know how to pray. And this is um, all biblical truth. Mm -hmm. And I also recognize that, you know, we have human emotions, and they're different, though, than the fruit of the Spirit, which I call the Holy Spirit emotions. Mm -hmm. So, for example, we think that, that peace is the absence of trouble, but Holy Spirit's peace is when you have peace in the midst of trouble. It's peace that passes all understanding. Mm -hmm. And so I started to pay attention and listen. Well, am I in a human emotion or am I experiencing a fruit of the spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. You know, you can be in a really tense situation with a a child, a spouse or something out in society. And and yet you're so patient. Well, Mm -hmm. where did that come from? It wasn't just by willpower. It's by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the reason i I am where I am today because i' I've learned to trust him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, And there's a difference to me. I know God is Trinity as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit was sent to me by Jesus mm-hmm. to be my helper. And Jesus said, "I'm never going to leave you, and I'm never going to forsake you. I'm sending you a helper. And I took that serious. so I started to talk to him some would say pray to him and that's fine but i found that he's very personable and approachable Mm -hmm. and that took some time because my brain argued with me you know (laughs) um Mm -hmm. but when you're alive in christ it's a spiritual reality not a brain experience
2: right
1: yeah our brain is valuable for natural things and and It teaches us how I mean it gives us the ability to use logic reason science math physics all good stuff Mm -hmm. and I recommend we learn to use our brains of course but man what about learning to use the mind of Christ through the help of the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. and so the short answer is when you learn the difference between your human emotion which are fleeting they come and go And the fruit of the spirit, you start to believe he's actually real and involved and with you.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what you said really struck me about how I think many people live in their heads or they try to intellectualize scripture or understand God in a common sense way. Yeah. And yet, you know, sometimes what the spirit does is contrary to logic and reasoning. I mean, that's what faith is, right? Mm-hmm. like it's this idea that we are trusting god on a deeper level than what makes sense in our natural mind and i really learned this from you in those early years is this interaction and connection i can picture you on stage teaching this when you had like <laughs> the natural realm yeah. and spiritual realm like talk to us about how do the natural realm and spiritual realm interact and how do we as believers like navigate those things internally
1: yeah this is a big um transformation in my thinking. Um I took a look, I, I went back to Genesis. You know, in the beginning, God as Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, created. Mm-hmm. And another truth that's in the beginning, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was is God, was God, and always will be God. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so I, I thought, well there's something to this that mm-hmm. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. But then this the uncreated world where god lives we would call the supernatural world and I, I i don't know i i think it's kind of silly but I, I i kind of picture father son and holy spirit having a discussion about creating mm-hmm. and and they so they created earth and then they created everything from ladybugs to giraffes and mountains and lakes or whatever and to me it was like a beautiful experience it was something that was like mind-boggling even so much so that the angels were in awe i mean Mm -hmm. and i think there was one angel that got pretty jealous and he fell we could know him as lucifer and he became a problem and so we have this tension between god creator and then the dark world where evil lives and and then we have us and jesus said i've come to give you life and life abundant but be aware the enemy the thief has come to steal kill and destroy so we've been in this tension ever since the beginning of time and you know we don't have time to get into all the story of adam and eve and the tempter and the fall but i wanted to fast forward to just a little over two thousand years ago when god said you know it's time for jesus to come and Mm -hmm. he will become the savior of the world and I believe that they had this planned even at the beginning, even before they created. And so what happened was the, the divine, again, came into the natural. Because mm-hmm. we know Jesus was, he was uh, conceived supernaturally to mm-hmm. a virgin uh, named Mary. And that's a strange thing, too. It's kind of hard to comprehend, but it's, it's a truth. It's a fact in my mind. Mm-hmm. And some people argue and say, no, that's just a story, but I believe it's true. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe that's true, it's hard to believe the rest of it's true.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I started to look at Jesus, and he was he was born as a baby. He learned infancy, toddlerhood, the school age years. He learned the teenage years, even though they didn't have teenage years in the Jewish culture. Um, and he learned to be an adult. Mm -hmm. And then finally, at the age of 30, when he went into ministry, he began to do supernatural things. Mm -hmm. And so he successfully lived as a natural man and then went into ministry and, and showing people, well, this is what the supernatural world looks like. This is what the world looks like from where I came. There's a power here. There's there's the power to heal. Well, the first, the power to save, the power to heal, the power to deliver the lame walk, the blind see, and the, the deaf hear, and I mean, the story goes on and on. And i became fascinated by the spiritual reality of Jesus. I I love the natural Jesus, and I learned from him in the sense of, wow, he's fully human, he's mm-hmm. fully natural, and then I thought, wow, but he's fully spiritual, mm-hmm. and so I started to notice how. There's a tension between the two worlds.
2: Mm-hmm. because
1: Jesus, um, well he was not accepted by many people and others many people loved him. And you would think that if you can heal somebody or deliver somebody or even raise from somebody from the dead, you should pay attention instead of have an argument with them. But I thought, well, this has to be true.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so when Jesus finally finished his journey, we know his natural body was killed and he went into the grave. He was put in the grave. And but he came out in a supernatural sense of identity and and he was he was real. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, that's strange. How can you be spiritually real? And I started to look at that. And I thought, well, if if he was spiritually real, then that means I'm going to be spiritually real. And I don't have to wait for all of it to happen until I get to heaven. Mm-hmm. So that that made me very curious about the spiritual life, and that's why I started to really look more at the Holy Spirit and how He's involved. But I also learned how there's an evil side to all this, and how evil spirits can be involved and interfere. Now, that's a whole other topic, but it's a, it's a reality because Jesus said, "Are your battles not against flesh and blood, the natural world? Mm-hmm. Your battles against." The spirits of darkness the powers of principalities and so on mm-hmm. and so this tension is real
2: mm-hmm.
1: and if you want to live a spiritual life you need to start to think spiritually not just with logic and reason and look at history i love history the history mm-hmm. of jesus is amazing the history of the entire bible is amazing but that's not spirituality that's a story
2: mm-hmm.
1: so mm-hmm. when i enter into the story of God, I need to enter in both naturally and spiritually
2: mm-hmm.
1: and not lean on my own understanding. This is critical. Right. You know, the Proverbs tells us, do not lean on your own understanding, which is natural.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But in all of your ways, acknowledge God.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And it's it is so true, that feeling, you know, of really being led by the spirit. You know, I love that concept of the Holy Spirit himself testifies to our spirit. We have this place within us, yeah, where God speaks to us. And yet, he'll speak and then often we war with our minds because we want to intellectualize, we want to process yeah. it. And so, how do you view the the mind-body-spirit connection? Like we we have this untainted ability to receive from God and hear from God, but then why doesn't it always actually come out in how we live our lives?
1: Well, the Romans, uh, let me back up. Paul went through a transformation process. You remember in Romans, I think seven and eight, he said, the things I want to do, I don't, the things Mm -hmm. I don't want to do, I find myself doing. And, you know, by the time he got to Romans 12, he said, you know, be transformed. Well, first of all, he said, submit your body to God submit your whole being to God mm-hmm. and then be transformed by the renewing of your mind and sadly in at least here in the United States we have made that mean memorize scripture, uh, get to know the doctrines of the Bible and and all that is beneficial but that's not necessarily spiritual in the sense of experience mm. so we we can adopt a way of thinking that becomes, what I would call a religious way of thinking, not necessarily a spiritual way of thinking. So they become, they create a conflict. Mm -hmm. Because our spirit is yearning to know God. Our spirit is yearning to receive his love and give it away uh, to other people. And, you know, Jesus said, look, we can do the whole law thing, just in two two laws. Love Mm -hmm. God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Just love him. Receive his love, you know. And then when you're able to, as you're able to receive his love, you can learn to love yourself and then learn to love others. Mm -hmm. But many people miss out on that one, what I call part two is learning to love yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's where we need a transformation because all of our childhood years, we're hearing truth and lies, truth and lies. And we don't know what's truth and lie.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. It all sounds true to us. Even if you're called a name, you're put down, you're neglected, rejected, abandoned, betrayed, whatever. Um, We don't know what to do with all that. So we start to get ways of thinking, develop ways of thinking that are anti Christ. They're anti the promises of God. And that's why we need a transformation. Mm. And so I found that the word of God is alive, it's active, and it can do a mighty work in me. But I first have to be honest with. My belief system. Mm-hmm. Because my belief system is either helping me to know God or it's helping me not to know God. It's fighting me. It's helping me to know others or it's fighting me. And mm-hmm. so I found that's important to learn, well, what is the lie I believe? And how you learn what your lie is, is by looking at the results in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, And when you're really honest with yourself, it's pretty easy to start to diagnose, in a sense, or really analyze, like, wow, mm-hmm. I'm not able to love my wife well. I'm not able to resolve conflict well. I'm not really alive in my spirit when I go to church. I'm just going through motions. Mm-hmm. Uh, my finances are a mess. I can't seem to get ahead. What's wrong with me? You know, and, and then we're tempted to judge. And Jesus said, don't judge in Matthew 7, 1, because however you judge, you will be judged. And and then Paul said in Romans 2, 1, you know, be careful with this judging things, because how you judge, you condemn yourself to do the very same thing. And, hmm. and we do that because of lies, we believe. It's says mm-hmm. lies are deceptive. And so we have access to the mind of Christ where all truth is. And we have access to the Holy Spirit where all wisdom is available to us and all revelation. But when when a lie comes up, well, you'll never amount to nothing. Um, That's not going to work out for you. Just look at you. You're not as smart as whatever. And the lies, the list goes on and on. Hmm. But what's happened for me is I started to allow myself to be really honest with how I felt and what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. and my feelings were trying to tell me about my thought life. Yeah. But I was just trying to ignore them, put it down. You shouldn't feel that way. What do you feel? You know, and I i made emotions my enemy. Well, emotions are meant to be part of being a healthy human being. Mm-hmm. Now, in balance, of course, I mean, anger is a good emotion, but most of us don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. So then we end up sinning and using it. And so... I found that there's a real balance between learning to be um, fully aware of what my natural life is all about, what it's producing and mm-hmm. what the potential is when I step into the spiritual reality of my identity.
0: Yeah. It it sounds like, you know, and I, I often say this phrase, you know, emotions are messengers, right? Yeah. It's indicative of our, our deeper inner belief system, our thoughts and, I hear you saying that as we start to observe those emotions, as we start to identify thought patterns, it can almost then be indicative of the health of our spirit. Really? Yes. And how do we, how do you view nourishing your spirit or strength, strengthening your spirit man? If it, if it feels like you're stuck in lies or discouragement. Yeah.
1: Yeah, That's another thing I, it took me a while to learn, but it's not as complicated as we make it. Um, Because we are spiritual beings, we have access to everything that God has to offer. Mm -hmm. And if we have ongoing turmoil, he has peace. Mm -hmm. If we have ongoing lack, he has provision. And so whatever the negative thing is, he has something for that. But often we argue with it and disqualify ourselves and say, you know, I don't measure up or whatever. And part of that comes from we're not taking the time to nourish our spirit.
2: Hmm.
1: And what that comes through, number one, is just stopping being, st- you know, be still. The Bible hmm. says, be still and know God. And in the stillness, it's a state of meditation on Jesus and his word. And all the good things. The Bible says, think on the good things, things that are noteworthy, praiseworthy, honorable. Think on those things. And then what I found is when I go into nature, into remember, God created the birds, the flowers, the trees, the mountains, and we're able, if if I can get into nature and just be still in nature, I can hear God more clearly. I'm and then my spirit man is being nurtured in that. And so there's a natural action and a spiritual reaction if we take these steps. Another step is to listen to music. And not, not heavy music, not country and western, but just something that's soothing, something that's comforting. Because again, your spirit will start to um, relate to the music. And of course, this is not last or least, but... The word of god when i like to listen to the word of god the word of god is life and its strength and it's its empowerment and so my spirit being then again as i'm listening in the natural my spirit being starts to get fed and get strengthened and get energized and renewed um and of course Another key component of spiritual life is heart-to-heart connection with other people. So think about that. Most of us think mind-to-mind. We think uh, about doing transactions, and you know, we think about cause and effect in relationship, um, how to benefit one another. But when you stop and you start to get down to a deeper place. Of connection with people you're starting to feel their heart and they're feeling your heart you become empathetic with each each other and that's when you're at a spiritual level of connection not just the intellectual place of connection so there's a few of the ways that we can nurture our spirit being and when we're doing that that helps our whole body become more healthy it helps us to be more alert and aware to our surroundings and You know, a a person that's not awake in their personal spirit struggles a lot more with life than a person that is awake through faith in Jesus. And I just want to encourage everyone who's listening that this is not complicated. You can hear God through the help of the Holy Spirit, and you can nurture your personal spirit by taking the action steps I just described.
0: When you started talking about how people are asleep in their spirit. I feel like I see that often with counseling clients Yeah, and it's almost as if they're just, there's not, they're not awakened inside again, they're living from their head. And yeah. so what would you say, what are signs that somebody is sleepy in their spirit and what can they do to start to awaken?
1: Yeah. Well, when, when you can. not Hear somebody in their intellect to intellect, but you can't feel, it's likely that your personal spirit is in a state of slumber. And when you're having a hard time solving problems, or you're having a hard time having relationships, you know, your relationships are not intellectual. I mean, yes, the intellect is involved, but it's heart to heart, it's spirit to spirit. And so what I found is I can, if somebody wants to awaken, I can say, may I pray for you? May I ask the Holy Spirit to visit with you and help you to start to awaken to who you are in Christ, who you are in your personality and in your whole being. And, and often it starts with a prayer.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But then how about taking a walk in nature with God? Back to what I said earlier, you know, mm-hmm. how about? pausing meditating being still and you'll know god he'll meet you in it Uh, there's the two biggest things of all Mm -hmm. somebody awaken their spirit now it's not a very popular topic but we need to address it at least in part sometimes there's evil spirits involved Mm -hmm. they're like a a, what i would call blocking spirit that's blocking us from from entering into the heart-to-heart relationship and if I start to notice them because i be I, I'm trained to notice them but that's easy to deal with you just tell the blocking spirit to get out of the way and mm. and then we do some prayer ministry some inner healing ministry so that that spirit can't come back and you know make the condition worse than when they started so yeah. I, I don't like many people don't understand the spirit world so I won't make um, a big deal out of it. I'll just say, can I pray? And I'll just, you know, is there anything blocking Holy Spirit? If it is, let's get the blockage out of the way. Because yeah. I don't want people to get nervous or afraid about the topic of evil spirits.
0: Right. And I I think, too, that's, you know, one thing when we first met, you know, I I had gone through the Elijah House of Inner Healing and really experiencing inner healing myself and then your background with inner healing, you know, that it's, it's so empowering to have a tool because spiritual warfare can feel scary. Right. But you, you talk about it in such a simple way. I feel like the way that you, I see you empower other people is that you're confident in the authority that we have in Christ and that we don't need to be afraid.
1: Right. God didn't give us a spirit of fear. And this is a beautiful thing. Second Timothy. God gave mm-hmm. us a spirit of power, spirit of love, and a spirit of a sound mind. Mm-hmm. And so we all experience human fear. That's normal.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And we don't want to say, oh, I'm just so fearful. No, you're experiencing fear. That's normal. But fear can become an ally, actually. Because it, if it's an enemy, you're going to, to fight it. If it's an ally, to say, hey, I, I'm feeling this, but I'm going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And you will be. Mm-hmm. But when a spirit of fear comes, it's so amplified, it's so big. But then you need the power of the Holy Spirit, and He will bring you into remembrance of this, or an experience of the Spirit of power,
2: mm-hmm. Spirit
1: of love, and the Spirit of a sound mind. And yeah. so, when we make it hard, complicated, and scary, guess what? It'll be hard, complicated, and scary. But hmm. when we recognize that Jesus came to give us life and life abundant he's given us everything we need for life and godliness and we start to recognize that we are truly alive in Christ and therefore the spirit world around us doesn't isn't so scary anymore.
0: Yeah. And I think that's like when we think about, you know, I think of all the people that you've walked alongside, not just life coaching, but consulting business, you know, you you're a consultant for churches, you have pastored um where it, where do you see people getting stuck, and how do you help someone determine sort of their next step for a breakthrough? Sure,
1: sure. Well, there's many reasons to get stuck, but the biggest place that we are stuck is simply in the way we think. Hmm. Now, if we have a negative result in our life, it's because of a thought pattern that keeps producing that negative thought.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, we, if we're problem focused, we'll stay stuck.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So what I found is you become honest about the result you're experiencing. Like if you're always broke, okay, well there's a thought pattern behind why you're always broke. If mm-hmm. you're always struggling, struggling in relationship, there's a thought pattern to, that leads to that. Now another person can have their own thought pattern they bring into it. Now you both have issues that are causing you to be stuck.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, if you're not living out your the your passion and dreams God's given you, it's because Maybe you decided you'll never amount to anything. That's what I was that's what I learned. So there was always a supportive thought pattern behind the negative results in our life. and so I start with the negative okay, this is a problem, this is what I have. Now Holy Spirit, or I'd come, hey Amber, I have this this problem I'm stuck here. Can we find out the thought pattern that's supporting this? the hmm. thought pattern that keeps producing this? And mm-hmm. you, you indeed will get unstuck. Mm-hmm. It only happens when we really get honest with ourselves. And what happens then, we can start to ask the right questions.
0: Right. Which is often like one just simple thing I want to interject is getting out of the victim mentality. That's what I see for a lot yeah. of people. Why does this keep happening to me? Yes. And the biggest shift for me personally was, okay, God, thank you that this is happening for me. This pattern is repeating itself because this is an area where I need healing.
1: Yes. Yes. And once you start to get momentum, you know, like, man, I was used to be stuck here. Like Jesus, I once was blind, but now you were blind, but now you see. I once was stuck, now I'm not. You start Mm -hmm. to get forward momentum in your personal development and your spiritual development.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: then you're going to say, well, you know what? If I if I have something I overcame here, I can overcome this as well.
0: Yeah. Right. I mean, that's the whole importance of sharing testimony, right? Yeah. The, yeah. the testimony of Jesus is a spirit of prophecy. Like when I speak to what Jesus has done in me and for me and through me, yeah then it gives another person hope and faith and belief that he can do it for them too.
1: Yeah. I, I work with the church in another community and yesterday I was there. It turns out I didn't get any time to speak my message because there was so many testimonies. Mm-hmm. Of how People encountered God or God encountered them and they got free of something or they were able to minister to somebody provision came. I mean, it was just, amazing
2: the -hmm.
1: power of testimony it gives glory to god god inhabits the praises of his people and it's beneficial to us who are listening because we get excited when say hey god is involved in my life and he's yeah yeah so we look for that
0: Hmm. yeah and why is it important that we we share what god has done in our lives like why can't we just keep it to ourselves
1: (laughs) (laughs) i know it's like can't we just savor the moment, you know, and just keep mm-hmm. it there? But, you know, we're designed to be the body of Christ, mm-hmm. and we're not used to that either. We're used to being pretty independent people, and nothing wrong with independence, but we're we're designed to be interdependent, where we feed on each other's strengths. And
2: yeah.
1: what I found is when we can build a bridge between us through testimony, we learn better mm-hmm. how to be the body of Christ. And, yeah. you know, nothing we don't really have private lives i mean we think we do and whatever but when we live when we're living in freedom we're sharing life together Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean we share every detail of our lives but my word if we're going to share why not share a testimony because you know it's so rewarding and so honoring to god
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and i think about you know your perspective, I feel like you really have a bird's eye view of the state of the Capital C church because you are in and out of so many different churches speaking and ministering. You know, you've taught at ministry schools, you know, you and right. I have done that together as well. And yeah. what what would be your wisdom for such a time as this and the current state of the church? I know you are a big proponent of empowering believers to be the church. Yes. And yes. how do you see that? And what's a word you want to share about that?
1: Yeah. Well, when I started to inquire of God about the body of Christ and her purpose and advancing his kingdom on the earth, I started to get some revelation about our identity in the sense of being that son or daughter of God, of Mm -hmm. being a citizen of heaven and being an ambassador on earth. And I started to get the picture of the, the church as a whole, Mm-hmm. And, you know, believers around the world, it doesn't matter what country you go to, you can sense a connection with them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And what I found was that there's so much more potential in who we are corporately than there is in just an individual. Mm-hmm. And so I my passion is to see the body of Christ in, awaken into her true identity so she can advance the kingdom of God here on the earth, be yeah. a messenger of Jesus doing his works and even greater things. And I don't think we were designed to be with the church mentality of going to church. Mm As a matter of fact, I know we're not. If you go to the early church, they were church wherever they went. And I've, I've learned that that's true. I can be the church in my bank. I can be the church in my hotel room when I go to stay somewhere. It doesn't matter. I always am looking to say, well, what, what are you doing here, God?
2: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and if he connects me with another brother or sister, that's awesome. If he gives an encouraging word. Um, and so I'm teaching people to do this, to be to be the church wherever they go. Mm-hmm. And besides, Jesus said, if two or three gather in my name, I'll be there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it doesn't require a whole company of people, but there's it, it can be beneficial to have a whole company of people if they're all alive in yeah. Christ and doing what jesus sent them to do mm-hmm.
0: when we when we make it about going to a building and checking a box and then we segment our relationship with god yeah separately all the other days of the week like what what is what happens when we live that
1: way well sadly we create a form of godliness godliness without power hmm. and that's what i would call religion mm-hmm. now there's a lot of religions on the earth,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: sadly, within the realm of Christianity, there's different forms of religion. Now, we all have the same Bible and the same God, but we have what I found in way. I my first um, twenty years, twenty five years of church life, I was a religious person, not a spiritual person, mm-hmm. and I didn't know that because it seemed right. Yeah. So, what's happened? for me is i i recognize that i can be on the earth and not be of the earth and that's hmm. a strange thing as well you know uh, paul hmm. realized this you know and he he got to the point where he said you know i i'm happy to go home to and he said home to be in heaven or i'm happy to be here cuz i've learned to be content mhm and so when you're walking out this spiritual life, you walk in contentment. Now, that mm-hmm. doesn't mean your human emotions won't get flared up when somebody cuts you off on the road or whatever. I mean, we can have emotion and get distracted, but we can quickly come back on center into our true identity identity mm-hmm. in Christ. And I just want to encourage everyone who's listening to pause long enough every morning before you go out the door and Ask the Holy Spirit to show you who you are as a member of the body of Christ, as being the church, as being a citizen of heaven, as being an ambassador sent here on assignment to mm-hmm. this earth that God created.
0: Yeah. That and that is such a paradigm shift. I feel like you really helped me to learn this idea of I don't need to go to God and begging prayers. Like, no. please give you know, give me love or give me patience. Like Christ is in me. Like I embody love wherever I go. So I can step into the birth center and I can I am love. Yeah. Right? And me carrying the atmosphere of the kingdom within me, me representing and embodying love, I can shift an entire atmosphere.
1: Yeah. You can. And wh- another thing I learned in this same vein. I can have an I can be having a rough day in the natural. But when I step into a ministry session or even step up to speak, if I'm in the spirit, nobody knows what's going on with my natural being.
2: Because
1: mm-hmm. the message flow flows, the ministry flows, and it's not, mm-hmm. you know, like we say we're having a bad hair day, and well, nobody knows you're having it. Mm-hmm. I have some of my best messages were when I was not on top of my game and people would say, wow, that was so incredible. You won't believe how that touched my heart. And I'm standing like a, like a, (laughs) I'm numb or something, you know, Uh And but it's, it's obedience to the leading of the Holy Spirit and he will empower you. He will work through you. He'll use your gifts. And then it's not about you. Right. It's about him in you. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And that is so freeing because I think those are the moments of humble dependence, right? When we can acknowledge the power of God's presence within us and we can allow him to flow through us without this interference of our own self getting in the way.
1: Yeah.
0: Like that is true freedom.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and Paul said it's for freedom that freedom for Christ, it's for freedom that Christ set us free. Mm -hmm. think about that it's for freedom that christ Mm -hmm. set us free Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and i i tell people all the time in myself if your understanding of the word of god is not giving you more freedom you likely don't understand it Hmm. and and that's a powerful thought yeah Um, because i had a lot of knowledge of the bible memorized bible but i wasn't having freedom Mm-hmm. So i said holy spirit i don't understand this i don't know what's going on but i'm i'm feeling worse than when i started and so you don't mm-hmm. understand
2: mm-hmm. And
1: so then he would be able to he can bring me into truth
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know and i've allow i allow him to do that all the time just bring right. me into truth truth sets me free it's for mm-hmm. freedom that christ set us free
0: mm-hmm. yeah and that's, I mean, that's the power of his presence. That's a power of his word being alive and active. It's a power of him giving us the Holy Spirit as counselor. Yeah. is that it's this ongoing living, moving, breathing relationship
2: yeah. with
0: father, son, and Holy spirit. How would you, you know, encourage any listener who's feeling distant from God who? it maybe has a hardened heart towards God, is angry with God, maybe he's been hurt by the church.
1: Yeah. What,
0: what is sort of the way to overcome some of those blocks?
1: Yeah. Well, one of the biggest things, there's a promise in the Bible that, that, that Jesus gave us. He said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And that's mm-hmm. the starting point.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because if he feels distance, it's not because he went anywhere. It's because Mm -hmm. there's something we believe about him that's not true. Yeah. And so he's not condemning. He'll never condemn you.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: He'll never put you down. He won't belittle you. He's always, always love. Mm. Always. And so it's hard to imagine that when you're feeling really, really rotten about yourself. Mm. But if you can start with the truth that he's there, then the Holy Spirit can show you how.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the aha can come. The comfort, the sense of security, um, even being healed of something. that You don't know how he's going to work. Yeah. I don't know. He's very personal. Therefore, he's very connected.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He doesn't want to see you suffer. He doesn't want to see you live... In the unredeemed mind he wants mm-hmm. to see you live in a transformed mind and he's there to help and so wow. I learned that my willpower is not enough mm-hmm. so obviously well, I'm gonna try harder no don't try harder say you know what I'm gonna use my willpower to turn my heart to you Holy Spirit so you can help me
2: mm-hmm.
1: because God God powers always trumps willpower
2: mm-hmm.
1: always and so then the person, you, you'll be able to start to notice things you didn't notice, hear things you didn't hear, because you actually believe God's with you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is, that's so good, because I think just the the freedom that it only takes a mustard seed, yeah. right? We just have yeah. to acknowledge. I mean, sometimes it's just as simple as, God, give me faith. <clears> hmm <throat> because yeah. i don't have faith right now for whatever this is yeah. or let me see you i don't feel or let me feel you you know he just wants us to come yeah to come before him and acknowledge him and he he will meet us far beyond our ability to try to strive towards him yeah hmm.
1: i i use this analogy sometimes you know if if i was standing in a room with somebody but i keep my back to them that would be pretty rude you know, so hey, we're talking, but it's kind of just awkward because we're not looking at each other. So sometimes I will physically stand up and turn around, or I'll, you know, I'll just turn around and say, Well, God, I can't see you. I can't, I'm not noticing you. And I'm not, so I'll physically turn my body. And just sometimes that's enough to trigger something in me to have a different perspective.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's that physical. Again, we talk about the mind, body, spirit connection. Sometimes we need to do something in our body to show our level of faith, whether it's movement, whether it's hands up and surrender, whether it's laying down humbly before God and confessing our need, inviting him to come. Our physical presence indicates our spiritual intention.
1: Yeah. And often we're stuck in the Focused on the problem of how we feel versus focusing on Jesus, and I found that if I'm stuck and I, I just keep repeating the problem, I'm not, I'm not hearing. Mm -hmm. So I just start to focus on the name of Jesus, and I might be on my knees, I might be standing up, I might be walking, I might be lying prostrate on the floor. But if I focus on Jesus, it will give you a a breakthrough, Mm -hmm. and then you can start to hear solutions,
0: Mm -hmm. next
1: steps that God has for whatever problem you've been addressing.
0: Yeah, I love that. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, well, do you have any final encouragement uh, for listeners or anything that you just want to exhort or impart to them?
1: Sure. Well, one thing for sure, I'm going to repeat what I just said a minute ago. You're not alone. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: You're invited in to the most spectacular story you can ever find anywhere and that's the story of god
2: mm-hmm.
1: and your story is so important to him that uh, he gave his life through jesus and because of that he wants to walk the story out with you now it's hard to imagine you know all the famous people in the book in the bible you're you're as much as famous as any of them in the sense of maybe famous isn't the right word but just as important for sure and so When you live out your story and you finally go to heaven, guess what? When we could look back, you impacted a whole lot of people, whether you knew it or not. Mm -hmm. And so I'm telling you every day, there's opportunity for you to live out your destiny with God. Every Mm -hmm. day, you have opportunity to experience the goodness of God so you have something good good to give away.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: every day, you qualify for the promises of God, for his promises are yes and amen. And so when you think about who you are, think about who Jesus is, and then think about who you are, and then think about who Jesus is. And then you'll start to get a greater sense of the freedom, and you'll find the courage to take those hard next steps. Hmm. Because next steps are hard. There's no question about it, because it's yeah. unfamiliar territory for us. Mm-hmm. You can't use faith unless, unless you step into the unknown. Mm -hmm. And I want to tell you one other thing. In Romans, Paul said, God's given you a measure of faith. And I can promise you, he gave you more faith than you'll ever need. And so when you feel like you don't have faith, you're not having faith, say, Holy Spirit, will you show me the measure of faith that God's given me? Give me just one mustard seed of it. I think that would be pretty cool. Mm. And he will. Now, just as for an analogy purpose, you know, a mustard seed is so tiny. But, if you could picture a measuring cup for a moment filled with mustard seeds, that is a ton of mustard seeds.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: you only have to cash in one at a time, you know mm-hmm. to do great exploits for God and and number another important point is don't go alone. It's not good to go alone. You need at least one or two companions in the journey, you know, that know you and love you and will have your back and it's Mm -hmm. hard to be vulnerable but i'll tell you the more vulnerable you are with the one or two safe people you're going to feel encouraged you're going to feel empowered and you're going to have that natural sense of not being alone Mm -hmm. which will enhance your spiritual sense of not being alone the Mm -hmm. both go hand in hand
2: Mm.
1: so it's it's not just natural or spiritual it's both in synergy and connection yeah then you'll live out your destiny with god and every day you can give thanks because he is with you and you're with him.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that that's an encouragement to me. And yeah. I know that that is your heart, is that I've seen you more than anyone I know unlock and empower other people in their destiny. Yeah. And we'll link info for um, getting in touch with Rob and resources that he has in the show notes and even some exciting things to come that he's yes. working on and yeah. that you know he and I have partnered together in a lot of different um, resources as well. So I just want to thank you again for being such a key part of my journey and for sharing your wisdom tonight. I really appreciate it.
1: You're welcome, Amber. And I look forward to future times when we can talk again and uh, hopefully do some workshops again someday. So yes. be blessed and be encouraged.
0: Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Rob. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Isn't Rob amazing? I have learned so much from him, and I hope that you are encouraged in your spirit as well. I'm looking forward to next week. We are going to be diving in deeper to rhythms that heal and talking about how to establish rhythms that renew our minds and continue the conversation about what it looks like to live interconnected. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for sharing the space with me today. I want you to know that God sees you. You are loved, valued, and important. If this podcast helped you, it would mean so much if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and text or post a screenshot with your friends who can join our mindful movement of believers. Let's live intentionally as God designed life to be interconnected. I'm cheering for you. We are in this together and I look forward to next time.